Inspired by his love of dogs and only four years old at the time, Roman McCann gave up his birthday money to buy shelter dogs treats and food. A few years later, and Roman and his mom Jennifer founded Project Freedom Ride, a nonprofit dedicated to rescuing shelter dogs and the occasional cat from euthanasia and helping them to find forever homes. I'm Monica Kelly. Established in 2016, Project Freedom Ride has rescued more than 1,400 Texas and Georgia dogs destined for euthanasia and has connected them with families, rescues, and humane societies in the Pacific Northwest. The organization raises funds to transport the at-risk animals across the country. Jen, tell us about the most rewarding part of what you've been doing. The fact that we're still doing it is kind of amazing because When we did our first transport in December of 2016, it was kind of willy-nilly isn't the word, but we were like, yeah, let's give this a try. You know, we can save some. And then when we don't have the money, we don't have the money. Like transport is very expensive. So we thought it would die out pretty quick. And in November of 2017, we kind of were hitting that realization, like money wasn't coming in, transports were getting more and more expensive and things like that. So we were kind of faced with the fact that that may be it. And then Roman had some videos go viral and now we've made it a whole nother year and things just keep getting bigger. So I think the best part is that we still have been able to save dogs. I mean, we didn't ever anticipate anything being this big. And the fact that you've got this little seven-year-old mind opening up other people's minds is Pretty impressive. How hard is it to find Texas shelters who are willing to hold on to dogs longer term? Austin is probably the most advanced area in Texas. They have some really good programs in place and kind of are setting the benchmark pretty high for a lot of surrounding areas. The hard part is it's there's really no check and balance. So when people say they operate a no-kill shelter, there's no such thing as no-kill. There's low kill but no kill wouldn't be practical because that would assume you never got a sick animal that had to be put down for the well-being of the animal or that you never got an injured animal all of those count in your kill percentage and so a lot of it unfortunately becomes a play on words we used to volunteer at a shelter that would claim they didn't euthanize adoptable animals but they would put down a dog that had kennel cough Well, kennel cough is just a cold, but they could mark the category of sick animal. It's real finicky. It's just weird like that. So there are some, and there are great rescues that will actually try and intercept dogs before they even go to the shelters. They try to run interference if they can, things like that, because once dogs enter a lot of shelters, they're just more exposed to viruses and things like that. It's just the nature of the beast when you have that many animals in such a small area. So, yes, there are some, but they're definitely kind of few and far between, unfortunately. So So how often are you and Roman able to help dogs? So we're in Georgia now, and we go to the Augusta shelter once a week. Every Saturday, we go for pretty much their open hours. We go between 10 and 11, usually don't leave until 4 or 5, and we visit with dogs or we clean kennels. We try to evaluate dogs because we will also try and transport them out through our program. For the computer part, I have to do every day. I mean, I basically have two full-time jobs. I have my real paying job, and then I have this at this point. We still work with rescues in Texas. We still send Texas dogs monthly to the Pacific Northwest. And then we have slowly started incorporating the Augusta shelter. In November, we did a transport of 28 Augusta dogs, and then we're actually taking roughly five 
Augusta dog in a weird setup. They will go to Texas for a few weeks and then hop on our February transport. What happens once the dogs have been transported? They went to our receiving rescue partners who then evaluate them, finish their vetting. Some may need spayed or neutered, things like that. And then they get them adopted through their program. And when that adopter adopts, they receive a thank you card from us in their adoption packet from our receiving partners. And then hopefully sometimes they reach back out to us and we get updates and things like that. On a regular basis, Roman will network those dogs. We post the dogs on social media. We had one situation where a lady in Florida drove up to the shelter here and picked up a dog that she saw. So, yeah, I mean, we don't always get to meet the adopters, which is a bummer, but I think all of the dogs he has met with wind up getting adopted. We just don't always get the privilege of meeting the family. And speaking of little Roman, Mr. Dog Ambassador, the seven-year-old behind all of the viral YouTube videos introducing potential pets to the world, Roman, tell us a little bit about what you do. My mom and me are quite a team. She's like the film crew, and she technically films me when we make the videos for the dog, saying it needs a chill home, for an example, and it's two years old, and it's not an energetic dog. Roman's videos are all over the Internet, and he and his mom have no intention of quitting Project Freedom Ride anytime soon. If people really get behind a good cause, so much change can take place.